This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Let's Talk Arsenal series on a Sunday, the day after, I say the day after, actually, it is the same day as Arsenal played last night. Uh, just an incredible early hours of the morning for us here in the UK. Uh, but I'm joined by three people today that did not have to get up really early to watch it. In fact, to give you kind of a brief look behind the curtain, I, I was out last night. The aim was I was going to go out because that would mean I'd be back quite late so I could stay up and watch the game. Got into bed, paid £5.99 to watch the game, which I then found out I didn't even need to do because you can go and watch it for free on the Everton website. And then I put my head back on my pillow and I next woke up. It was 2 a.m. and I'd completely missed the entire thing. So uh, I have now caught up on the game and the highlights and then the full match as well. So more in tune to talk about it. But I have got three guests who certainly were able to watch it and one who might have even been there. Let's go and introduce you to my guests today. First off, it's Magic Mike. How you doing, mate? You good? You well? Enjoying Baltimore? Love in Baltimore. It's uh, it, it's a nice. Uh, it, it's not Washington, but it's close to Washington. And uh, Baltimore has been massively, massively red for the last three days, and it's just finally winding up. And uh, it's been a great time. And you and I have kept in close touch throughout. So uh, happy to yes, happy to be on <laughs> with you today. Yes, keeping touch through Kaya is is what we've done. Who sense, I've never yeah. since I've never seen someone look more uncomfortable during a. <laughs> Because he knew that you were going to try and bait him. Like I Kai, prepared him for this. Kai has told me nine times. He's like, I feel like a pawn in in like a in like a messy divorce or something like, or like in a in a war or a feud or something like that. I'm like, no, it's a feud of love. It's a feud. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine because um, yes, I've got a surprise on the podcast earlier in the week that uh, I'm not telling you about yet. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, anyway, let's. Uh, <laughs> I'm just teasing you now because I told you the feud is going to another level. I'm looking forward to this. Um, let's introduce you our next. That was guest a typo. I swear that was a typo. <laughs> that was sure not was. intentional. From the Highbury squad, it's Sophie. How are you doing, Sophie? You good? Good evening, troops. How are you this fine Sunday? How are we? Enjoying the sunshine, the heat. Is it hot over there as well? Because I mean, you've probably heard from my moaning mainly, but it's ridiculously warm here in the UK. Is my it's tan coming across at all on yes, your show? It is. I mean, my- 
Yeah, it, not his mind's there. not anywhere right now. It's uh, <laughs> although to be fair, you might I don't know if that's no, you can't really see anything. It's uh it's pretty dire. I've not been out enough. That said, I've got tried to go for walks pretty much every day in the sun, but I can't tomorrow and Tuesday because we in the UK, whenever it's like slightly wet or slightly warm, they put out severe weather warnings. But tomorrow, genuinely, like even schools are shutting earlier because it's of a level where it's too hot to even teach. So, you know, all those times where I was teaching in ridiculous weather, they wait until I leave before they start closing the school uh, until it's too hot. But no, it's uh, yeah, going to be 40 degrees tomorrow. That's C, not Fahrenheit. It's going to be ridiculous. Well, you have a glow. Maybe you've caught the glow walking around maybe London. Or maybe, I'm and just, what- maybe it's the setting of my light. <laughs> Magic, magic. What I love about my hometown and my my country is, of course, in the summer, it's like so hot. They all complain. And then in the winter, oh, this rain, oh, the cold. It's... uh... It's wonderful. I'm a person. That's why we're moving to Florida. It's not for any other reason. It's it's just so that we get the one thing all the time. And when you're when you're hot, you get in the pool. That's all you do. So that's, that's amazing. Indeed. Oh look, they've already um, yeah. started in chat. Sophie's not a fan. No, of course I'm not. <laughs> of the heat. Of the heat. <laughs> I couldn't possibly mean of, of Arsenal Football Club. <laughs> Unbelievable. And finally, making up our quartets for the evening, it's the newly richest man in America. It's Jared. How are you doing, Jared? You good? You well? Super doing good. Jay. Great to be back and talking to you guys again. Indeed. I mean, yeah, I mean, you don't have to give people the details like you gave us, but uh, not only did uh, you obviously win your wife's hand in marriage, but you won a rather <laughs> large sum of money as well. Yeah, it was Kentucky Derby Day. We're huge Derby fans, so we kind of incorporated that in a little bit, and uh, yeah, won a pretty substantial amount of money on the long shot. So, all in all, it's a it's a hard day to uh, to beat. And then yes. he went and spent it all the next week in Ireland with uh, with Owen on beer. Owen, yeah, yeah, it, it, it bought plenty of pints of Guinness, and it was great to see Owen too. By the it's way, I've, like, I've been I've been doing a lot of financial shows lately about like you know how Kronky and Usmanov had ownership battles and stuff, and I'm realizing that the Gunners podcast right now could do a hostile takeover in the sense that we have we have 50 percent of the slots on here, and you know all we need is for <laughs> all we need is for late for Lady Sophie Bracewell to sell us one share uh, of uh, and and we take over Tom, mm. and we call and we call the show whatever we want to call the show instead of just having a typo. <laughs> Done. indeed just take just take the just take those notes down yeah no um brilliant stuff fantastic to have three of our guests from across the ponds although if you spend so much money and decide to come over the pond to spend that time with owen is a questionable reason to do that <laughs> yeah, we love we- you really owen but uh no fantastic stuff uh obviously the reason why we're we're convening to have a chat is of course the fact that uh, Arsenal played their first game of the US tour, uh, of which Mike was present for in the press box uh, as well. And of course, you got to speak to uh, Matt Turner after the game as well, asked him the obvious question. I mean, as soon as you put that tweet up, I was like, yeah, he's going to go and ask about the Spurs shirt. You could just tell. Well, no one was else coming. was going to. And, and and really, I don't think he's been... That's what uh, it's for. He's not been put in the uh, in the spot to have to answer that question, and we we learned a little something new that we didn't know about that Absolutely. whole incident. So, isn't he precious? Isn't he uh, precious, Mike? I I fell in love with him last night. Like like when when I at the video that you see of me asking him the question. I mean, I've gotten four or five people that are like, look at that look of love. Like, I hope Mike's wife sees that look out of his eyes. Sometimes. <laughs> um, I was just you know I, I was pleased. I didn't know that I was being filmed by the way at that moment either. I I had the the recorder out and um, and a, and another journalist a friend of ours from uh from the israeli gunners podcast was was taking video and so he he gave that to me later but 
Um, but the guy is, I mean, he knows what he's there to do. He's not an ass. Uh, he, you know, is going to impress, I think, uh, more and more as we see more opportunities out of him. But uh, really, really well put together and absolutely loved the way he spoke to the journalist who were kind of expecting him to be, you know, soccer this and soccer that. Um, and, uh, you know, he had no, he, he, like you said, respects the traditions. And, um, and I think he'll fit in really, really well at the club. Mm. Yeah. I'm and and I thought of you, I thought of you, Soph, while I was talking to him because I'm like, this oh, is the kind bless. of interview that Soph gets all the time. I was MLS proud of you. And... You did great. You you did a, you did great, and all of your coverage was amazing. And I felt like I was a fly on the wall. I wish I could have been there. But his attitude comes from you know being coached by a great manager like Bruce Arena. Yeah. And I think people sometimes also underestimate the um, you know being part of the U.S. Men's National Team and the structure they have, uh, the attitude that they have, um, the philosophy. And one of the things I think Matt will bring to Arsenal is there's something really, one of the things I fell in love with America about, and I think Tom, you'll appreciate this, is the will to win, to be a winner, to compete. There's this, you know, people can say what they want about the United States right now. They can say a lot about different countries. But in sports, there's something magical about watching a national team or watching the country respond to athletes, whether it's the Olympics, whether it's the World Cup, all of those things. And Matt Turner has been part of that system. He's been part of that group for a long time. He's so disciplined. And to see him um, and to see and to hear what Mike is saying is exactly who he has been. And someone who I've been trying to put you, like Max Bretos and, and, and a lot of journalists here, like Taylor Twellman and, and um, all of the key informers think that he should be the starting goalkeeper for the United States at the World Cup over Zach Steffen, kept Zach out of the team. Mm. And I think he will be. I mean, Absolutely. I go on, Jared. Sorry, I was going to jump in on you, but go no, on. No, I think she's 100% right. If you watch the qualifiers and staff, I think every game Zach Steffen played, and it's not to hate on him because I do like him as a player. It just kind of ingrained in me the thought that Matt Turner should be the number one when it comes around for the World Cup. He's much more mm -hmm. solid. He's, he's just a very level, mature player who's a really good shot stopper. And I think come World Cup time, they're going to be facing plenty of shots. So uh, he might be the guy to go for it. When he played that game in Germany, I tuned into Huizzi's space that you were involved in, Soph. And, you know, I couldn't oh. believe the hate he was getting after just what 45 minutes i think it was a football just over yeah i couldn't yeah. believe it the level of criticism look the two goals that he conceded the first one that as he described it in his i think he the, the haters did an interview him that they uploaded onto and we've got it on the arsenal way if you want to go back and watch it but he talks about the swaz that was on that shot i think it was from guys of nuremberg that, that had the strike um and the second one was just a great shot um you know was it Dua? i think the guy up front um that, that took the shot you know into the side mm -hmm. netting and, and he was being judged on those two efforts as if this guy's not good enough for Arsenal. He's never going to make it at Arsenal sort of thing. I, I can't get my head around it, Soph. The same reaction, though. Remember how people responded to Ramsdale signing last summer. Mm. Uh, and yeah. you know, sometimes I think what's happening is when you don't know a player, it's very easy to just kind of judge because, you know, they're not well known. They don't come with a big, big price tag. Um, sure, Matt Turner has things to work on. I think he's. I think his throw is in incredible. Mm. Um, a, 
a lot better, I would say, than when he's playing with his feet coming out of the back. But these are things that that he's going to learn and he's going to grow playing under Arteta. And you're right, to judge someone on 45 minutes of football is insane. But if we rewind back to the summer, Tom, the same was said about Tommy. Who's he? Bologna? What? Japanese player? Come on. Everyone fell in love with him where he, he kind of fast became a little bit of a cult hero last season. Um, so, yeah, I think we need to just kind of take a step back. And what I don't like, and I'd love to know what the guys think about this, is there's such a prejudice against American football players. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I get it. I understand why, because this is a country of, you know, NFL, basketball, hockey, but soccer has been football, a huge part of this culture for years and years and years. And I just don't like how people want to judge Jesse March because he's been given the Leeds job, how they want to judge, you and know, kept them up, um, by the way, uh, against kept, all odds, <laughs> against all odds. And you can even go back to when Brian McBride came in to the league and played and Clint Dempsey. There's always this kind of prejudice, but look at the players playing in Europe. You've got McKenney at um, Juventus. You've got Dest at Barcelona. You've got Tyler Adams, um, who I think is going to have a, a really good impression on the on the league next season. You've got all of these rising stars. And I just don't understand why people want to have a pop at American players or managers before they've even shown what they can do. Well, we're, we're, we're decades and decades behind. There's no question about that. And, and there's no there's no fault in admitting to that either. And, and I, you know, as I was talking to, to Lee in the chat, um, we've been pushing goalkeepers over to Europe for a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tim yeah. Howard, Tim Howard, Casey Keller, who am I forgetting? Uh, so and, and Jared Friedel, Friedel, Brad Friedel, who who doesn't appear to be American anymore. Um, if you ever listen to him speak, but um, <laughs> I was but, thinking, where were you going with that? I've not heard no, him speak. No, I mean, he's like, got a bit hey, of a northern accent now. <laughs> he, yeah, I mean, he, he he's he's more scouse than most people that I've met up in Liverpool before. But the uh, uh, Uzan as well. But yeah, Guzan. I mean, it it, it this, that's not new, because uh, someone was saying, you know, it's nice, you know, we've got now Americans playing all over the world, you know, and all over Europe. About time a goalkeeper does in Matt Turner, but by no means is Matt Turner the first in the assembly line. Um, it's the it's the you know the midfielders and the defenders and the you know uh, and, and the attacking players that we're finally now seeing in Europe. And I think that has to do with kind of a the way that the American system has evolved uh, more more very talented kids and i'm seeing this now that my son is 18 a lot of the folks that he played competitive soccer with uh in his teens who have really gone on to bigger and better things they're not going to american universities they're going to trials with dundee united with huesca in spain with you know with other places and these are kids that you know when my son was 12 he played with uh you know uh played you know on on the pitch with and it's um I just wanted to point out that I was referring to a sport. Um, so the. Uh, but why are they coming here, Mike? They're all coming here. Look, I'm next week. I, I'm yeah, covering no, that does Barcelona and Juventus and Real Madrid. They're all coming here. All the clubs are coming here. Yes, of course, Asia has been a hotspot for tours. Uh, Manchester United and Liverpool dominated the Asian market for years and years and years. Australia mm. is emerging, mm. but to see. Um, the continual growth here. here. Are you going to, are you, uh, wait, did I, 
That's what we call a physical super chat. Were you just football lap dancing? Are you? I'm getting. I'm getting ready to film a scene for for what is it? Indecent proposal. I'm in a hotel. I'm in a hotel room. The bed is right behind me. This is not the Gooners pod, Mike. What just happened, Tom? Take over. He just he slips into this void where he gets too comfortable. That's what he does. Deary me. Let's, uh, we've been going for 15 minutes. And we've I'll take a million though. Come on, game. why not? So we'll speak the, to Jared the, the about billion, that. That's, that's your number? <laughs> does, that, does that include agents fees and, uh, and, and imaging rights? I'm going to have a do do my deal. How about that? Oh dear, oh dear me. <laughs> right, the game. We beat Everton 2 0. And, uh, you know, we got to see an interesting couple of debuts from certain players in the squad. A second debut, of course, from the highlight, the main man, William Saliba. Michael, get your thoughts on this first. Uh, what was he like to see in the flesh? Saliba looked a brilliant player. Uh, Seeing is believing, right? You've seen him now. He exists. Like, he's yeah, a genuinely I mean, real, real person. Well, I mean, I don't even remember. Wait, Mike, did you just, did, wait, Tom, did you just say Saliba is believing? That's, yeah. oh, uh, that's awful. You can have it. It's awful. I know. Sorry. She wrote. She wrote that specifically and exclusively for you. Um, it was one of those where you say it and immediately regret what you said. There were a couple of a couple of players last night that you just felt were getting a little extra crowd love, um, a little extra push, and a little extra eyes on them. And Saliba was amongst, if not at the top of that list. Um, Interestingly, Eddie Nketiah always loved when he comes over to America because that's when he scores all of his goals. Uh, you know, we call him Mr. July for a reason, but I, I, I actually think, and Tom, this is not even a joke. That, uh, you know, this is not our inside joke from the last four or five years. I actually think that he's going to have a very good season this season. Mm-hmm. And I think the, pri- the primary reason for that is going to be Gabriel Jesus uh, and the impact that he has on Eddie Nketiah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, so, but getting back to Saliba, he was just people were excited to see him they were very excited when his name came out on the team sheet the first opportunity he had to really get involved he did the thing that we've all seen him do on youtube videos and said oh but that's just a youtube video now i don't care that i think it was calvert lewin i don't care that he was offside um and that the play was about to be blown dead anyway neither of them i'm saying knew that and uh and saliba basically just like toe poked the ball away from him on defense and, and and took it over. So, but beyond that, he 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 looks comfortable there. And we're gonna have if t- last night's performance and and what you know what we've been hearing about from Mikel Arteta about his his play and his his levels and 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 his understanding with his teammates, we're gonna see three guys battling for two spots or four guys who can easily take two games in a week. And isn't that what we want? Doesn't have to be Saliba or Ben White. It can be both of them, not necessarily at the same time. But but yeah, it could be. There's an obsession in there about best elevens and starting elevens. I think, and, and sometimes we lose sight of having just a really good strength in depth and options. You know, I've been you need banging a best the drum of, I don't want backups. You know, I, I don't want backups at Arsenal. I want competitors. That's what I you want need to a best eleven if you're last season when you're playing in in one competition ultimately yeah. for the majority of the year. You need two good. You need one. You, you you need twenty two great, really good players when you're playing in the in four competitions like we're gonna gonna be playing in this season. And and uh, I think Saliba seems to be finally at the point where he's you know he's happy to fight for his 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 spot. 
And if the rumors are true about an extension uh, that he's going to be signing, then we've either protected a lot of value or he sees himself here for the long run. So more power to him for that. Indeed. Um, Jared, Saliba playing in that role, you know, we've seen him play at Marseille and his, his distribution was just on another level. You know, Ben White brought something different to Arsenal last season from what we'd experienced with Rob Holding and Koscielny and Matt and all these people that have played in that right centre-back role for Arsenal in the past. Um, but he's like White. But to me, you know, he that is an area of his game that is that excels beyond White. You know, defensively, he needs to improve and develop and, you know, straighten and finalise kind of that area of his game. But the way in which he distributes the ball, his calmness in, in tight situations, you know, that's going to be key when Arsenal are under the press in the Premier League and, and needing to build up. You remember that goal we scored against Southampton, um, you know, at home with Ramsdale was under pressure and played out. Those types of scenarios, Saliba's going to fit this team like a glove, is he not? It certainly looks that way from, you know, limited of what I've seen him. Obviously, one preseason game isn't the the end-all be-all, but he certainly looks like what you would look for in a modern-day center back. You know, it used to be you'd have some of the smaller, more technically adept players in that position, or you'd have the very large players who use their size and strength effectively. And he looks to be a bit of a hybrid. You know, he's got, he's about six foot four. He's a strong young kid. I say kid, I don't know, what is he, maybe 20, 21 now? Uh, But also very technically proficient, good on the ball. And the one thing you said that I think is going to be the big one is he has a nice calmness about him, even when he's under pressure. And that's one of the things with players. You can, you can work on a lot of skills with guys and improve them in certain areas. That's one that you m- maybe improve a little bit, but I feel like some people just naturally have that ability to stay calm under pressure, and, and some people don't. And if you don't and you're playing you know, as a center half in the Premier League, it can get dicey really quick because you're under pressure quite a lot. So for, for the little bit I've seen of him now, it, it was hard to say you're anything but happy with what you saw yesterday. And I think he's going to take some some minutes from Gabrielle and White over the course of the season. And and that's a good thing. Have three under 25 center halves that probably all are valued in the 50 million range realistically if you were trying to sell them. If that's our biggest problem, we're we're doing pretty good coming into this season because a lot of teams would like to have that sort of issue. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, Sophie, you know, there's going to be obviously a lot of competition between Saliba and White next year. Um, you would say that White is further along in his development, having played in England for you know his career. I mean, already played in the Premier League last season and the season before that with Brighton. He's already established in Arteta's team and cost Arsenal a hell of a lot of money more than what Saliba did. Do you think there's going to be a pressure on Arteta now to play Saliba that much more because you know we know the the kind of fan and cult culture that's built around him? Or do you think Arteta's got that you know, that willpower to just ease him in as comfortably as he's willing to? You know, it's so interesting that everyone is immediately saying the competition is between Saliba and White. And of course, why wouldn't they? Because Gabriel is the best centre-back that we have at the club. But mm. who's to say Gabriel's going to have a great season? We don't know that yet. We don't know anything yet. Who's until... to say he's going to be here? Who's, who's <laughs> to say? Up to you, <laughs> and let me just tell you that when I was on the conference with Carlo Ancelotti and Thibaut Courtois, um, how'd I do with my pronunciation there, Tom? No, it was very good. It was, was very it? good. Thank indeed. you. Thank yeah. you. You're my barometer. Um, <laughs> that we talked about the lit. Now that I knew I screwed that up for sure. The I'm, pronunciation I'm ignoring is, you now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but he seemed to think that whether he stays or goes, Juventus already have a plan in place. And in my mind, my Arsenal brain started ticking. I was like, oh, that better not be Gabrielle. That better not be Gabrielle. Um, so I just think we need to just take a beat 
Now, is Ben White as good as Saliba? Probably not. Uh, is Saliba super talented? Of course he is. Is Arteta thinking, well, is Tommy Asu going to have injury problems? Does that mean Ben White is going to play in that other position um, where he can cover? I don't think there's going to be a lack of opportunity for either um, William or Ben. I just mm. feel that we just we just can't assume that the competition is between those two. And I think Agreed. it is because the narrative about Ben White is that we overpaid and he's been underwhelming. And I believe that's where that is coming from. So you also cannot, let's see what he does against a Brighton. Let's see what he does against Crystal Palace. Yeah. You know, Baltimore on a summer evening against Everton, who by the way came to play, they, they played dirty. Uh, they did not come to play friendly football at all. They didn't play well, but they certainly they were in midseason form, like mm -hmm. someone said. About uh, as far as their tackling was concerned, it was. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So I think we just just need to take a beat on that. Yeah, and I think also after watching yesterday's, I would be perfectly happy if we didn't schedule Premier League teams for these preseason games. Exactly, what I was going to say. Watch the yeah. last ten seconds, and you see Tarkovsky. I I mean, just kind of a ridiculous late foul for no reason when the game is done. And I tweeted right after. I'm like, you know, you can take the player out of Burnley, but you can't take Burnley <laughs> out of the player. Just a ridiculous, unnecessary physical play. Oh, it's in the new Stoke. Yeah, it's just yeah. It, it's just so ridiculous. I saw that and I was like, you know what? Maybe we don't need to play other Prem teams in these preseason games. There, there's plenty others out there who will take the money and come play us wherever. Indeed, indeed. The other star of the show was, of course, the man, the myth, the greatest number nine to ever slip on the shirt for Arsenal, Gabriel Jesus. You know, he's just... I, I don't want to get too carried away because it's pre-season. But, you know, there's a reason why we were so excited about this. And it's not because of what he can do to the number nine role. It's about what he can do to Arsenal, about how we can level up that position. You know, we got a lot of benefit from what Alexandre Lacazette did during that kind of February period where he was getting like seven assists in seven games because, you know, part of his game is about, you know, creativity and interplay. But he didn't have the movement. He didn't have the time with the runs. He doesn't have the elegance that, you know, Jesus has. And Jesus is just, it's just on another level. You know, it's when you see someone like that come into the team and you can immediately tell how much better they are than, you know, what you had before. And, you know, I think that he's the perfect example, Mike. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about transfers later because I obviously want to talk to Sophie about Zinchenko for obvious reasons. Um, but you can, that kind of classic thing of, Oh, he played for City. If you are thrown into that City team, you know, you get all these chances. You, you're stat padding because you play for them. You, I could play for City and have amazing numbers. You know, these are the types of criticisms you see thrown out when you're seeing players like Jesus in, or potentially, as we'll talk a little bit uh, later on about Zinchenko. But Jesus just looks so good. Like, the, the, so these good. are criticisms you hear from, from Arsenal fans, and I don't, I, I don't get it. Like, what, like, How weird is that? Like, get, it's get so odd. Let, I mean, you know, it's like Josh Kroenke said, get excited. Um, no, uh, in the press conference after the game, you know, I, this, is, this is where I do the humble brag thing. Um, <laughs> we know for a fact, because, well, for at least as being said by, by Arteta, that, you know, it, what Gabby Jesus is bringing to the club is just it's on and off the pitch um and this is why i have the feeling that i do about eddie niketia whether they're on the pitch together at the same time or whether it's you know the, the just the things that come out of uh the game jesus is a leader more than he was recognized as being in manchester city because of the other 
you know, very you know, first Vincent companies there. Then you've got, I mean, you've got a lot of people there with big egos and or not big egos, big profiles who would be more seen as a team leader than Gabby Jesus. But that's not how he's looked at by Mikel Arteta. And that's not what his role is now here. He's setting the examples. He appears to to really take some of these players under under his wing. Of all the of all the Brazilians, he's now the oldest, right? At twenty five. I mean, the Brazilians are are on the young side of the team. Uh, no more yeah. Williams and stuff. But it's it it just really is. Uh, it it to me it is the perfect signing. I mean, you could say. Nunez or Holland would have been the perfect signing because of who they are. Well, watching Nunez in preseason, I, <laughs> yeah, it's I, been a I'm, joy. <laughs> I'm predicting him to be the flop of the season. I, I, I just am. Not saying Liverpool will be bad, but I just, I don't mm. think he's gonna, he's gonna hit the ground running very quickly. But the, uh, you know, Mbappe would be the perfect signing for any club in any situation at any time. But from a contextual standpoint, Gabby Jesus made the most sense at the right price with the most impact. Like one plus one equals three impact in my opinion, because um, he's going to score goals, and it seems that they're all going to be the exact same goal uh, where, where he gets the ball at, and shoots it high and roofs it at the near post, which would be fine with me as long as there's like 30 of them. It, it, I, I'm just really, really excited, and, and everyone was holding their breath in the first half when he was down on the ground for about 30 or 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I, I came down from the press box for kind of the middle part of the game, the end of the first half, beginning of the second half, and and was there for most of the for both of the goals and the Jesus knock and um, in that moment, Mike, does it make you worried that we don't have enough if the worst case scenario happens? Well, I mean, look, if the worst case scenario happens, you uh, unless you're Manchester City, the year that they first won the league, where they had you know Tevez, Balotelli, Jeco, and Aguero. I mean, if you don't, if you have a, a reasonable lineup, then then you can you can have an injury to your absolute best player and still survive. Is any Niketia enough? Will we have, as someone asked before, Martinelli have to shift into a position if something like that happens? Yeah, we, we will be right, you know, rightly screwed if something happens to our best player, but I could think you could say that about most teams. Yeah. That's fair enough. That's fair enough indeed. Let's just tackle a couple of super chats before we get some of the thoughts on this. Uh, Craig, some of my favorite people too. Yeah, Craig, who met uh, you, Mike, in uh, what was the bar that you met? Uh, <laughs> Difficult. We met at a bar. I think we met. We met at about seven different bars. But no, Abby, <laughs> the Abbey Burger Bistro. I want to give. I want to give a shout out. If you're ever in Baltimore, go to the Abbey Burger Bistro. They were the greatest hosts for both fans and for Gooners versus Cancer. They they bent over backwards to accommodate us and uh and it was fantastic. And and Craig, nice. uh it was nice to finally put a face with the name. And we'll we'll be Indeed. seeing each other in Orlando as well. Thank you for the donation, Craig. Greetings everyone. This weekend was nuts, Mike. It was awesome meeting you, my friends. And Craig has desperately tried to send me a scarf from Fort Lauderdale, which I, I, I'm assuming it's been lost in the post. We have talked about trying to send. I just I feel bad for having to pay having to pay I'll two get one from him and I'll bring it. I'll, I'll wear it to your yes. wedding. If you can give a, a, a scarf to Mike, he can actually bring it to me. That, that is a lot cheaper than uh, than the postage of that. Uh, Tom, thank you so much. Tom Sabal, of course, I know Mike knows as well. Uh, an all-star panel today. Jesus makes everyone better. Did Matt Turner distribute the ball so quickly because he's not as confident possessing the ball more? See some of you in Orlando next week. We obviously did, Tom, talk a little bit about Matt Turner at the start of the show. And I think that, you know, whilst there's been a big debate in the chat box this evening, you know, about MLS and stuff, one of the differences that I think that we can all agree on, obviously the Premier League is a step up, especially not only in, in quality, but certainly speed and the pace at which not only 
only the ball is played, but how how quickly you receive the ball. And I think that it will take time for Matt Turner to adjust to that. But from what I think we've seen of him, I think there is definitely promise to see a player that's going to adjust to it as well. Um, conscious of time, I don't want to spend you know questions on singular players and, and playing alongside um Sophie not playing alongside Sophie but the question going to Sophie playing alongside <laughs> Gabriel Jesus play. Sophie yeah it would be great I, I mean if you're in that city team Sophie you get 20 goals a season no but in in terms of kind of having that Gabriel Martinelli next to him and by the way my highlight of the summer so far is Frimmy doing the questions with the three Gabriels asking name three Brazilian players and they go gab 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 like that <laughs> that's just the best thing I've ever seen but what do you make of that relationship that can build not only, of course, on that international level, but at Arsenal between Martinelli and Gabriel and to a, another extent, Saka, of course, got that second goal as well? Yeah. Um, firstly, I want to say that um, Jesus is probably the player I'm most excited about as a signing since Alexis Sanchez. It's um, the same signing, basically. It's he, he, he's, uh, you know, Martinelli is a get, get you off your seat type of player. Um, Jesus is exactly that. It's that Brazilian flair. Remember, we had something called the French connection a few years ago under some manager called Arsene mm-hmm. Wenger. And a lot, of the, a lot of people like, oh, they just keep buying French players, French players. But of course, that created a legacy where other players wanted to join because of that Arsene Wenger revolution. And here we are with... Of course, Edu's got that influence and it's happening, but it's not like he's signing dross. I actually think right now, when it comes to signings of the summer, just in terms of club, price, stature, everything, Sterling going to Chelsea for that amount of money, ridiculous. What a signing. Jesus coming to us, what a signing. I think that we did great business. I'm so happy we didn't sign Richarlison. Oh and I know God. that sometimes stats and oh. stats and analytics imagine? and data may make people feel differently. This kid is amazing. He can play. And I think it's important to have, you know, there was a time where you had the British backbone, you had the French players at Arsenal. There's a unity. As long as there's not clicks, as long as it doesn't create that. But I think with Mikel being a strong yeah. character and a no-nonsense guy, mm. I think he's going to control that, and that's what he removed. He removed the Socrates, uh, Socrates, I'll put him to the side, Ozil, um, Kalasinac, Mustafi, Mustafi, the clicks, all of that out. I think these guys are built differently. And do you know what I love? Is I love seeing him, his confidence. He wants to be at Arsenal. This dude is relishing the idea that he can be the man at but our club. That means it's not ambitious though, Sophie. I love <laughs> that he wants to be the guy and he wants to lead this team into a new generation of kind of, you know, culture winning, playing and everything. And uh, I think, I think for me, if we stop now at our signings, it's a, it's still exciting, but if we can just bring in a couple yeah. more. Yeah. And I think Arteta's come out and said that he he envisioned he could see that happening. And we know that bringing guys in late in the window doesn't necessarily get you off the ground running. But we brought more guys in earlier in the window, this window, than just about any other window that I can remember. Mike, so. imagine if Tottenham or Chelsea had signed him, what people would be saying. Oh, can you imagine a front three of Kane, Son and Jesus? That's ridiculous. <gasps> yeah. That's a joke. But instead, when you think about the comparison between that and Kane, Son and, and Richarlison, I'm, I'm not as fast, you know. Well, I think Jesus would level up, you know, the Kane and Son. Mm-hmm. And so stopping them from getting them. And, you know, potentially, because they would have been able to do it, 
Jesus, Sterling and Havertz or, you know, whoever at Chelsea yes. with that team, with Mount behind them and players like that. You know, the fact that he's at Arsenal and the fact that we've done that. And, you know, I was doing a space the other day. Um, I can't get the person. Uh, I think it might have been a guy called Steve that came on, said that Arsenal were lucky to get Jesus because of the Arteta connection. And they were lucky to potentially get Zinchenko because we've got Arteta. I get the theory behind it, you know, because Arteta's there. But you can't give credit to someone like Antonio Conte for having Paul and then say Arsenal are lucky that Arteta's bringing right. him players like could Jesus. Get his old players. Ten Hogs getting, you know, ra- just essentially just, just uh, ran- <laughs> ransacking. Uh... Man United are IXB now. That's what they are. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> that, that's how it works. I mean, you have, you have these people in place. They have their networks. And, and you know, what, Liverpool was lucky because – Southampton sent them 19 players in two years. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. and they all got got good. I mean, that's not luck. That's planning, and that's the way that the that the sport works. I mean, it's and, and it's and not like, even a, it's not even a bad thing if someone said, "Well, I only went there because they have Mikel Arteta and a they're a really thing. good player." Great, that sounds fantastic. I'll have more of that. That's not an insult to him. That's a good thing that he's pulling in talented players, whether for whatever reason, whether they're from the same place or worked with them before, mm-hmm. whatever it is. I think. 45 million ish for Jesus at the end of this year, we're going to look at like totally. we did the 30 million for Odegaard last year as being just an unbelievable bit of business. When you brought the Raheem Sterling signing up, I thought you were using that in contrast to the Jesus signing because while I, while I still rate and like Sterling as a player and love when he puts the England shirt on um, it, I mean, they're essentially the same price. If I, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, yeah, yeah, uh, Sterling's probably on slightly higher wages. I was a bit surprised about how much we, uh, how much in wages we paid Jesus, but I'm not going to complain. Uh, so Sterling's going to be 28. That's next the year, main difference. End of the Ster- year? Yeah. Ster- Sterling has most likely peaked, and Gabby and Gabby mm-hmm. Jesus is in that that Sanchez when he showed up at Arsenal mode, where he's about to be handed the que- the, the keys to to the castle. And right, wants to be yeah. at the top. <laughs> the key, the key though, is is when we sign players, is that we sign players that make our team better, but also they make players around them better. Watch Saka have the best season he's ever had in an Arsenal shirt. I truly believe that playing with him will be exciting. And I think also, not he hasn't signed his contract yet, has he, Tom? His new his uh, ex- no but 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 again I, I don't, I don't, he was asked about that last night arteta and he said he's you know it's confident he's a it, he didn't say it's only a matter of time but he said this is just something mm-hmm. that, that we think that we can get done and we're working on and the, two them together, the two of them together the two of them together i think yeah. are going to be incredible yeah look i think that you know alongside bringing in jesus if you Signing Saka up to a new contract for me is, is up there with the signing of Jesus is how important that is. You know, that's it's incredible. I mean, people, I think, un, undervalue renewing of contracts. You know, if we can get Saka, Saliba, you know, these guys, Gabriel is certainly one that the centre-back Gabriel. I feel like we have to come up with special names for them now because <laughs> we've got so many Gabbies at the bloody club. Um, but uh, Magalash or Magalesh, I'm still unsure about how you pronounce even, you know, even me, so if I'm struggling with, the, with, <laughs> the, the, guy with the guy with no teeth. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, it's, uh, we'll longest, I mean, Rob Holden needs to give him some hair transplant tips because I feel like he's going back and forth with this. He's having a battle with that, but uh, hopefully, it can come <laughs> good for him in the end. I barely um, maybe it should Rob be like Holden. Gab, Gab, and then Gab Nine. 
you know, Gab number shirt. Gab nine. Um, I like that. G9, right? G9, 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 G11. 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 I'll tell you what, nothing, G9 nothing embarrassing as signing Richarlison and tweeting R9. Are you kidding me? Like, are you really going to compare <laughs> Richarlison to R9? Is, does R9 sound for ra- round nine when he finally actually connects with that punch? Yeah. <laughs> One of the most successful tweets I had this summer was I quoted oh, the Basuma signing. And they, as if that you would sign a player and make a compilation of the goals he scores against you like the, the most that was Richarl- Richarlison thing. the tweet yeah, and Basuma. Yeah. oh was it Basuma as well yeah it was Basuma as well like, they did it with both like, I think I quoted Richarlison but they've done it with Basuma as well it got like yeah, 555,000 like likes and retweets it was unbelievable unbelievable yeah um Jared let, let's focus on on other areas as well you know I want to talk about some maybe of the less liked players and i don't mean less liked in terms of you know we don't like them just in terms of comparatively to the jesus's of this world that we're all fawning over at this point um cedric at right back right is a player that has got so much stick from me from fans and it's not necessarily a position that i think arsenal are going to strengthen in i know that we've seen links to carl walker peters it's kind of the only name that's popped up in that area um but I genuinely think that there are characters in the squad like Cedric that get underrated at times for their presence. I think that Arsenal got such a huge job this summer in improving the, you know, improving the the squad depth, improving the squad quality that, you know, right back's just not going to happen. And Cedric is one of those. Elneny is another one, you know, again, another experienced player in the squad. Granite Xhaka is obviously the other experienced player. And so the question is that whilst it looks like Arsenal's transfer business is aimed at the 25s and unders still, and we're still looking at that, how crucial, despite how few starts these guys might get, I still think they'll get plenty because of the European competition as well, but how important are these players going to be from not just a footballistic standpoint, but an off-field standpoint too? Well, I think it's really important, especially when you look at, you know, like we have often been over the last two decades, Arsenal was the youngest team in the Premier League last year. And the team has done a good job, I think, when they're picking out these young players of getting guys who seem to be pretty mature for their age, which helps when you look at Tierney, obviously Saka came in-house, Odegaard, they all seem to have a pretty good head on their shoulders for guys in their early 20s who, you know, it's hard to discount the importance of that because you get a lot of, you know, I'll say, imagine Mike and I, when we were 22 years old, if you gave us millions of dollars, it, it could get out of hand really quick. Oh, don't put that so, image in my head, Jared, please. <laughs> Mike at 22 with millions of dollars. <laughs> Mike at the 22 damage. with no dollars is probably... <laughs> you, you, you didn't have millions of dollars when you were 22? Because, uh, you know... You know. I thought I was 22 to you still. To I just, honest. I just, I, I had bar mitzvah after bar mitzvah starting when I was 13 until I was 22 so that I could hit the million dollar mark. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's really important. And it is nice to have some older guys around the squad because a lot of it is off the pitch. You know, they're in training together. They're together a lot of the time. The time, you know, those 90 minutes on the pitch is, is pretty limited compared to all the time they spend together. So to have kind of mature, calm players like El Nenny, I think is a good example. Cedric, you know, it, if we had an opportunity to upgrade it right back and we didn't have a ton of other business to do, I'm very open to that. But when you look at all the other business we have to do yeah. and the job he did filling in when Tomiyasu was hurt last year, I look at him as a, a servable, a serviceable player for the team. And I think I'm fine with him going into this upcoming season. And especially on top of that, when you look at a guy like Brooke, Brooke Norton Cuffey, we have coming through. Oh, the guy know, that's it, there with it, us right now. Yeah, they, they may look yeah. at Cedric as sort of a guy to kind of get us by another year until they think 
uh, Cuffy's ready, which he, he may already be. We'll wait and see, but he, he's an exciting one. And then I, I know we haven't mentioned him yet, and I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about a guy who we're not going to see a lot in the first team this year, probably. But real Walters looked great yesterday in a second half against, you know, second team players in an exhibition that doesn't really matter. I thought he looked really good and he definitely offers something in the fullback position. And that's, I think, nice to have sort of an absolute emergency fail safe sort of guy on the back end that you think could come in and give you a game if you absolutely needed it. That so, was the most qualified statement I've ever heard of. Yeah, life. well, I mean, it, it should be. He looked, he looked fantastic in a in a game that didn't matter where where no one else was on the pitch and he was uh, <laughs> using a, num- a number three sized football. Uh, but but other than well, that, yeah. it is. But you know how this works. If I say I thought Rio Walters played a decent game, right, right. people are going to say this idiot thinks he should say, be starting in the prem tomorrow. Yeah, no, no one right. ever takes any of that context. Never yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never happens. Never happens at all. Look, I think that um, what we've seen is a team that's out there at the moment that there was clearly a difference between the first and second half performances. You know, they, we're not idiots. We can all see the level that dropped in the second half when we took those players off. And I know that the immediate reaction to that is to go, well, you know, we need to really worry about our depth. What I would say is, you know, that first type of performance with those players you know this is a team that's still waiting for Tierney to come back because he's obviously facing a couple of injury issues uh Tommy Asu, Ramsdale Fabio Vieira I'm sure there's another one so Smith Rowe Smith Rowe thank you that's the other one you know these and did you say Tommy yes mm-hmm. I did yeah oh, okay. and potentially one or two maybe three if we're lucky you know more signings that are going to come in this summer as well and I think that Maybe we are buying too much into the whole difference between the first and seconds. Because, yes, if you put out your best team in the first half compared to all of the you know, the backups, there is going to naturally be a significant difference. We, we saw that in the Nuremberg game in reverse. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what we saw there. Ben White also didn't play, did he? Uh, and Marquinhos. Yeah, you could, add, you could add Ben to the list as well, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So there is, I think... I think maybe that when people say, wow, look at that second half performance, look at the difference, look what we still need to do. I, I do think that there is a significant significant number of players that we've still got to add that are actually our players already and that do need to come in cluster potential of new signings that could see, you know, seven extra players that weren't there yesterday coming or today. I keep messing that up because it's today time for me. Um, it's a really weird. How do you do this? I mean, it's really strange <laughs> time-wise. Um, but no, I think that there's scope for to see so much more uh, from this team. Tom, we need uh, a fire sale. We need a fire sale. We need some players oh, gone absolutely. because it's End like window, how many so- to- Yeah, got to ha- make it happen yeah. though. Yeah. These, these, these players that we have that are surplus are primed for end of the window, deadline day exits. We may not like that and it may be looked upon as oh, we didn't sell quick enough. I'm sorry, but how do you sell players that no one wants at the start of the window? It's very, very difficult. Um, yeah, so We we'll should ask all the other teams that seem to be able to do it just fine. Uh, so, but, well, yeah. it depends on the, the ball. Give me an example. Go on. Who? Maitland-Niles uh, could go to Forest <laughs> if Spence has gone to... I mean, he was on loan at Forest, he, right? Yeah, he's so, Middlesbrough. Yeah, um, so, and they've signed and uh, they, Nico they, Williams as well. They did sign Williams. By the mm. way, for how much? Seventeen Hello? million. Yeah, Come which is on. why people are going. Or we'll, we'll talk about Zinchenko in a second. But when people yeah. say, "Oh, we'll get Zinchenko for like twenty-five million," I'm like, "Did you just see Nico Williams go for seventeen million quid? <laughs> Not a chance." Anyway, we've got uh, less than ten minutes left, so this is going to be a quick fire lightning round of questions. 
So uh, no Drew Good slash with Wayne Mike in the house. style answers. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll start with Mike to set the tone. Let's see how we can tackle these. Um, Vinny asks, can Martinelli... And I don't want a yes or no clever answer. Can Martinelli be... Tra- I can see how his brain works. I can, just see <laughs> can Martinelli be trained to be a pressing forward to make up for our lack of depth? I mean, I think Martinelli is willing to be trained to do whatever we need him to do. Um, you know, and and we certainly... When when you see what Gabby Jesus does in the press, when you see what towards the end of their careers, uh, you know, Aubameyang was doing or not doing, and uh, you know the 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 other forwards that we were throwing out there at that time, it's it's just night and day, and I think it's going to make a huge difference for the team. So Martinelli has always been kind of this chicken with his head cut off, and and we knew that over time he would improve, be a little bit more efficient with his running. That's what he can be trained to do. The, the the willpower and the want to is there and i think he can now be trained both by coaches and by big brothers uh who he's going to be out there on the pitch with to 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 really hone in on what he's doing so i mean i i think we have a lot of players that could probably do and do well two different positions their primary one and another one and i think that is kind of part of the goal of of, of the lineup so now to get back to the yes or no questions, I think he could be trained to do that. I think Martinelli's a talented enough footballer to be trained to do whatever we need as long as it isn't, you know, keeping goal. Let's go to Johan, uh, who says after – let's go – sorry, I just realized that I've got the same video playing in my ears now as I try and sort out the comments. I've got Mike listening and playing in my ear whilst I'm trying to read out a question. Um, let's that. go to Johan Jared, who says, after Zinchenko, how many more signings do you foresee? Personally, I think we'll get another – so three between now and the end of the window. You know, it, I think we'll get Zinchenko and one more for sure. I, I'd like to get two, and I'd be happy if we did. I'm just not sure it's going to come to fruition. Like like Sophie said, at some point, we've got to start getting these deals together to move people out, which I'm sure that's in the mm-hmm. works now. But, you know, the, the summer's getting short. If we bring in Zinchenko and one more and unload a lot of the people we're trying to get rid of, I'd be perfectly happy with our summer as is. Some of them yeah. might just be left here I think in the he- I think he'll be our last signing. Okay. You think Zinchenko will be our last one? Yes. You I don't think Tielemans will come I, in as well. I don't know if it'll I, be Tielemans, but I think we will get one more, and I think it will be a midfield-ish type, or attacking midfield type player. Midfield-ish. Midfield-ish. You know, this is a different version. Love that. Oh, this is what they pay me for. Uh, Reggie <laughs> says, Sophie, uh, will Zinchenko be used as an eight on the left or as a left back? He wouldn't have come in if he wasn't being promised playing time in the system? I'm really honest about my answer here. I don't care. I think bringing him in to this team at this time is magic. And by the way, Zinchenko also only 25 years old. How many Premier Leagues has he won? How many great players has he been around? Uh, He's trained under the best manager in modern football. But here's what I love about Zinchenko. Wow, you've never said that about Mikel Arteta. And this is something that <laughs> shut up you. Um, this is something that I think is very important to Mikel, his culture, his player profile, and DNA. Arsenal have been weak source mentally for years, and I do believe we've seen a bit of a transition in that area, especially with certain players coming in. I think Ramsdale added a cockiness. Maybe he needs to tone it down a bit, but he's confident. Ben White is confident. Tommy Asu is confident. But they're grafters. They're young, and they can be naive at times in games, but they're mature. They're not these kind of 
ask holy players if, if, if that makes sense. Zinchenko put a nation on his shoulders. He and his teammates put a country on their shoulders. He's got heart. He's got mental strength and steel. And not only is he a super talent who can play the eight, who can play on the left, he is a strong-minded player that the dressing room's going to need. And I think when someone's feeling a bit low or a bit weak, who can step in and, t and, and talk to? He can because of his global world experience that he has had over the last few months. And I just think that when you add that with the talent that he has, you know, Tom, he was my number one choice to sign this summer. And I just think that once he comes in, for me, this team feels a little bit more whole. Indeed. Um, Sophie, I'm going to let you go because I know you've got a show at eight. Is that right? And I don't want that's you tomorrow. to... That's uh... tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? It's not oh, Monday. That's... Wait, is it Monday? No, it's not. I'm doing okay. my US thing again. No, but, she, but 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 with the level of preparation that we know Sophie puts in, she, yeah, really she need might need to get off the show now. <laughs> Stop making well, I have to, I have a lot of preparing to do for the Sunday roast in an hour. So, you know, I have to prepare all those. Uh, well, that's good. So I was really worried about oh, time. So maybe good. if you guys can go on for a little bit after eight, we'll be fine. I love it. That's um, brilliant. Sweet. Uh, let's go to maybe. Oh, that's why I said quick fire lightning rounds. I was going, no, no, Sophie's got a show at eight. I'm kind of rushing these questions. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Oh, so um, good. Question about the press conference, Mike, which I know that you obviously were in attendance for. Uh, Doug asked, uh, did anyone ask about the lack of youth players being taken on the trip? They did not. However, there are two more press conferences likely to occur. And, mm. uh, and, and, and I actually, that's a great, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, you know, Please. the, the uh, yeah, well, <laughs> the question. The uh, you know the dynamic in a press conference is interesting. It, 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 the the press conference with Mikel was very different than the the previous press conference, or, or the two that I I had been part of in in California with Sophie. Uh, Unai Emery's press conferences were a little bit longer, a little bit more questions, uh, a little more organized as far as who was going to ask the next question. This was more of a quick chat. And, you know, you've got your regular day-in, day-out journalists who are sitting in the front row and, and getting the majority of the questions in. Um, but the, uh, you know, to his credit, Mark actually uh, made sure that a few of the kind of smaller uh, journalist entities were able to ask him questions as well. But, but that one did not come up. I did try to kind of get – I wanted to ask him a question that I ultimately didn't have time to about how much easier coaching Gabby is – jesus because of having played under him before and would he like to maybe add one more player who fits that description as well i wanted to draw him in a little bit on <laughs> oh the little the clever they're clever i wanted to draw him in on zinchenko but like I, I i'm not as comfortable with the whole environment yet to to you know i people might have looked back and be like just say what you want to say um but you know maybe by the end of the trip we can uh, we can get to that but that i am going to write that down because i think I think that is a, a question that is not dickish to ask. And mm. I don't know that he could double speak his way. I, I, you know, he might just say we brought the players that we really needed to bring and be done with it. But good question, Doug. I will ask that. There you go, Doug. You see, um, bringing new questions, going straight to the manager here on TGT, the only show doing content. Oh, no, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, magic, uh... magic hasn't upset Xhaka yet, so we're good. You know, we're... yeah, we, 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 were actually, we were actually press conferences. He doesn't want to get dunked on by Xhaka again. <laughs> we, were, we were physically kept uh, at a 30 meter distance from each other. The Is that a legally binding thing that has yeah. to happen? A restraining yeah. order. Uh, wasn't restraining like order goes into. The, the the electronic uh the the what is it the uh Tag. electric 
Oh, the no, next the your ankle. Girl. You got an ankle. Don't kill her. Ankle bracelet on. <laughs> the invisible Jared. fence. The invisible fence goes on. Jack Burgess asked, are you concerned with Tierney getting injured again? Uh, he said to have obviously uh, undertaken a bit of a knot, which isn't all that surprising when you've come back after surgery to, because, you know, muscles and, you know, joints aren't, you know, fully fit. And these things can happen quite easily. They're usually minor, as I said. And I think he even said in, you know, the press conference, Jared, that these are days, you know, these are days problems and that all of them should feature before the end of the tour. But just to kind of reword the question, because Tierney does face these injuries, we look potentially like Zinchenko is a player that could come in and, and he's being seen as someone who could play in both midfield and at left back. And I think not only can cover Tierney, but certainly compete for that position. If, say, Zinchenko is able to oust Tierney, would it ever, would his lack of reliability in terms of fitness ever tempt you into a potential sale? You know, I never say never because there's always a price that makes any player sellable. But despite his injury record, which is a concern, and it's one of those that I think you need to, we just need to temper our expectations in terms of how many games per year we're going to see him on the pitch. You know, if we go into it saying he can start half the games, which is probably on par with about what he's averaging over the last handful of years, um, I, I'd be okay with that, especially with Zinchenko coming in. I don't know what his desire is if he wants to come in and try and become the starting left back versus, you know, play in midfield and then also cover that position. You know, I, I haven't been a part of those conversations, so you never really know what his desire is coming in. But I'm personally a huge fan of Kieran Tierney. I love his talent. I love his attitude. I love sort of the toughness he brings. So he's not somebody that I want to see us get rid of uh, at all, to be honest, in spite of his injury record. But like I said at the beginning, there's there's a number for everybody that you'd be hard-pressed to say no to. I think in terms of the, you know, the players that you would think about getting a decent fee for, he is probably one of those. You know, only recently signed a new contract. And you look at Manchester City and they're willing to let players like Sterling and Jesus go because they've got existing talent that's, that's beating them to those spots. And they're bringing in players like Alvarez and, and Haaland and, you know, players that are expected to, to, to beat out those players. So if Arsenal are in a position where they get a very good offer, you know, let's say upwards of 40 million pounds for, for Kieran Tierney and they're able to say bring someone in or Tavares who is still here and I expect probably will go on loan this summer probably to Marseille from the sounds of things and you know I was speaking to Clive from the Arsenal Vision podcast on the channel a few days ago and, and he's a real genuine believer in Tavares's career being saved and he sees a genuine player in him and if you can kind of refine the defensive side of his game what he offers you offensively um could be certainly something quite special and you know I, I have no reason to, to disbelieve him you know we've seen performances from Tavares in the first half of the season against Leicester away from home Newcastle Watford uh, <clears> at the Emirates Aston Villa at the Emirates you know these were games in which Tavares and Lukonga both shone in those fixtures Newcastle I think was another one so you know I, I think that there's potential there, but obviously this season it will be Tierney and, and fingers crossed as Inchenko, and I think that's a great dynamic for us to have um, going throughout the season. Uh, let's go to the next question to Mike, I think, was the next person on my list to answer a question? Unless it's Sophie. Someone tell me. I, I've already it's magic. forgotten the... It's, it's, it is magic. magic time. It uh, <laughs> <laughs> my turn to talk again? <laughs> In my house, that means I'm cooking. Um, Daz says, uh, Tom, any ideas on the wide forwards? But I'm going to ask you this, Mike. Uh, who might be the mystery wide player? Fabrizio Romano, the, the gospel of knowledge in world football, says that he expects Arsenal to go for a winger in the next few days. 
Um, I mean, I certainly wouldn't claim to know anything more or or equivalent to what Fabrizio knows. Um, <laughs> so I, I have no insight knowledge of anybody other than Zinchenko. Who do you want it to be? Who do I want it to be? Mm, realistically. Not because I think he's the best option in the situation, but again, thinking long-term, thinking kind of someone who fits the bill of, of flexibility and, and raw talent that could become very, very valuable talent at a very young age, I would say Cody Gapko. Yeah, That's, I mean, you know, I like him. There would I rather have someone who's going to come in and, and, and displace Gabriel Martinelli or Bikayo Saka because he's that good? Uh, sure, I guess I'll take that. But, you know, in the, in the, in the scheme of, you know, making our ability to continue to, to, to have versatility in our second team or for two games a week in the whole concept of two or three years from now, we might have to sell some players who will actually be marketable assets in order to continue to bring in new players and cycle through. Uh, I think Cody Gakko would be a, a good, a good signing in that position. Someone just said Neymar. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mbappe, I hope sure. him I is real. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, we yeah, I think his sell by date, like I would have loved him at Arsenal 26. three or four years ago. Not now. You know, he's only a year older than Jesus. It's not that bad. I just, I, I know what you're saying. I think there's. I feel like he's probably got a little bit more mileage on him, though, than Jesus. Yeah, he obviously had that awful knee injury that wrecked his, you know, I, I don't think he wrecked him necessarily. I think he responded quite well to coming back for Bayern for that. But, you know, I think Leroy Sané would be very expensive. His contract would run out to oh, yeah. Which they go, and maybe others have also said it. St. Maximum would be another one that would intrigue me quite a bit. Really? I, I think he's all show, no go for me. Sam I Maxima. agree, Tom. You think he's a he's you think he's a Wilfred Zaha type? Yeah. Um, I think he's a Wilfred Zaha but three not as years good. ago, three, four years ago. Um, so I like Zaha. Uh, I just obviously just not for a profile now. He's, he's, he's you know he's a guy that you know you're you're investing probably what upwards of thirty million for. Even if he has a year left on his deal, Palace have no need to sell him. You know what? Would they rather have thirty million quid or another year of Zaha? Probably another year of Zaha. So you know they have no financial issues they have to worry about. So I think you're going to have to cost you know a ridiculous amount of money. Some people are saying Harvey Barnes in the chat. I don't really think Harvey Barnes upgrades us beyond Smith Rowe. To be honest, I don't see too much a difference between those two at all. Well, that's the thing. If you're gonna if, if we're gonna add another wide forward who's going to be another obstacle in the Mel Smith Rowe's way, I mean it, I, it, ESR. I think the right hand side's more of a pressing need for a wide player. I think he's the player most in danger this season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't have mm -hmm. a good season, I think he will be I, um, considered as surplus material to, to... I wasn't going to go down the Christmas Carol mm -hmm. route there, Magic, but um, yeah, I think I, he needs to have a good season. Well, I, he needs I don't to stay injury-free if he can. I don't mm -hmm. think he had a poor season last season. I think he just got kind of pushed down the pecking order a little bit, and I think having Europa League games this season i mean he he may be a nailed on starter for all the europa league games which to some could could be seen as a demotion but it's not it's a it's not as bad as a demotion not as if we win to, it to never getting you know to, mm -hmm. to getting in in the 80th minute of every game um and, and i think, goal in I think 10 yeah, well that's true that he did that a lot last season i think with him getting regular starts again whether it's in the europa league or whether it's in the premier league or a mix of the two I think we'll see the ESR from two seasons ago back because I just think he, he's a, he, I think he's a more exciting player 
this is a controversial opinion, but I think when he's at his absolute best, he's more fun for me to watch than Bakaya Saka is. Um, and and I think mm-hmm. he's got he's got a similar, maybe not as high upside as Bakaya Saka does. He just needs the regular playing time and the you know and being around good players, not being the one guy against you know West Brom's second team in the third yeah. round of the FA Cup. Or he's not played with Jesus either, has he? He came off in the Germany game. Yeah, I mean, as long as he as long as he's surrounded by you know something not completely resembling a U twenty three or or a reserves team, uh, I think we'll see the old ESR back and uh, and and. We'll be really, really happy to have that in depth, and and you know, again, we we don't need that many different wide, wide players. It sounds like you're saying white players when you say it, Tom. But uh, wide, wide players, yes. Uh, did you uh, did you guys see? Um, I don't think this is going to be too controversial. You know, talking uh, there was a Sophie you might be actually a good person to talk about this with the, the England women's team. Did you see the comments made about the lack of diversity in the England women's team? Um, yes. But what do you think about that? I'm just curious. Just think, don't, you don't feel like you have to go into it if you don't no, want no, to. No, no, I'm not. I'm just going to, you know, I believe that there's a manager in place that chooses the best players. I don't yeah. think Serena picked players because of their culture mm. or their their colour. And, of course, we want to see more diversity. But I think we've seen a lot of progression in that area too. So, oh, yeah. you know, hopefully we'll see a lot with you know, this tournament, Tom, there'll be a lot more younger, you know, women out there who've got the talent that want to play and they'll have the opportunity to play. It's just really at grassroots level, what are you doing to yeah. give people the opportunity to do that? And hopefully we'll see that evolve in, in the coming tournaments and years. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, it was just a topic that came off my timeline that, yeah, I've, I've wanted yeah. to see some discussion on because it's worth By the having. way, Beth um, Mead. Woo! Oh, girl. I'll tell you that Norway guy is a joke. When was the game? We, we, we Wednesday. Have next, right? We. When, Wednesday. Wednesday. All right. I'll uh, I'll be watching that one. Indeed. Um, let's let's tackle some more questions from the chat box. Uh, let's go to. Uh, I'm going to tackle. We're all going to have a word on this. Um, Laurie uh, says. Uh, so I have to ask. Any in-person thoughts on the new away kit? I was skeptical via digital renderings. But it looks quite nice on people from what I've seen. What are your thoughts? Uh, just just my – I've never been more excited about a kid in my life. I've never been more excited. And obviously, I am 27, so I've not had the, the <laughs> retros of the past. And I would have been, you know, very excited about the lightning bolts and the bruised bananas of, of, the, of, of the past. But – Everyone knows that you know my favorite color to wear is black without a shadow of a doubt. So this this shirt, you know, I'm looking forward to the thumbnails for the shows for next season. That's all I'm saying because there is going to be heavy inspiration <laughs> off of this shirt um, in in plenty of them. But we'll go around, Jared. We'll come to you first. The book away kit. I see you wearing the home shirt, so you're clearly not afraid of putting money in Cronky's pocket. Tell tell me what you think. <laughs> you know, I, I'm such a fan. If I saw him walk past me on the street, I'd hand him a twenty. <laughs> <laughs> and you can quite easily now as yeah. well. <laughs> no, I I love I love that you're gonna come out of this, people thinking you've genuinely won like Yeah, people are gonna hit me up on that and be like, You're an idiot. <laughs> no, uh, I, I I love the it's such a unique shirt. It, I hate to say it, but it would have looked really good on a UCL Tuesday night. But you know what? Maybe we'll have something similar for next year when we're there. But all three of the kids this year, I love the the collar. I'm not a button all the way up collar guy, but 
and I don't want to go into like the whole Seinfeld argument over where a button should be on a shirt, but it sits in an odd place. So, so if I don't have it buttoned up, it's it's going to be a little awkward on the camera. But I, I love the black and black and gold. And I also love the uh, renderings we've seen of the pink kit, too. I think that's something kind of interesting and unique. And this may be the first year ever that I buy all three Arsenal kits. So nice. buy stock in KSE because I'm making sure it's going up this year. Yeah. <laughs> have you done the Cantona thing yet? Jared in your living room. Right? Yeah, I, I, I was Come wondering. On, tell me you've done that. Tell me you've what, done the, that. the collar? I don't. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah. Flicking up Cantonar, his chip. He's always wearing his collar up. I love it. I love that yeah. show. It looks cool. Really cool. I'm not a fan He's, of that one. I like, I, I, you know, I'd have done it this it. season, haven't they? They've modeled yeah. it on that. Yeah. yeah. They got pretty I'm not similar. buying that one. It'll be the first time in a while I haven't bought an all bought an. Uh, I haven't purchased. Uh, you got to go to me for midfield ish. <laughs> <and you're> g- <laughs> all three, uh, all three, all three kits. But the but the away kit, I will um, in in about about twenty hours. I will be at the kit release down in Orlando, uh, and I'm just so nervous that I mean, normally you have to go online to get the size that I need. Um, and I'm not even joking around. This is not me being self, uh, you know, <laughs> pointing the fun at myself. Like at these kinds of events, they don't always have three XLs, and I'm and I'm going to be gutted if they don't because I want to walk away from the kit release with a shirt. Um, and uh, it, it's it's going to be nice. And I love the shirt, and I love Lori Laker almost as much as I love this new shirt. Um, <laughs> Laurie's had so much FOMO bless. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, I feel terrible because I would I would have packed him in my suitcase and brought him here if I could have. But... Hey, look, I might hop on a plane to Orlando tomorrow. Who knows? I, you, you've got a place to stay. I've got an Airbnb <laughs> with, with with an open bedroom in it. So Hold on. Not, Tom, Tom will tell me weird. the truth about your Airbnbs. I mean, uh, come on. Yeah, well, I, can't, I didn't say I wasn't going to take a picture of you sleeping in the bedroom. <laughs> I have to have counseling because of that. Um, <laughs> no, like... Speaking of the difference in sizes, you know, um, Mike Mike did a very nice gesture um, for a lot because obviously we we helped promote GVC uh, massively on the channel, and you know we've we've done a lot of charitable stuff, nowhere near as much as Mike. Obviously, we did a lot of things with with Vinny and and everyone involved in the channel helped raise over a thousand pounds towards uh, Cancer McMillan, um, so that was great. But obviously, we did a lot helping Mike and GVC, and he very kindly sent me a shirt. But the size that I gave him in the US sizes is different to what it would be for, for here. <laughs> so when I said I need a large shirt, it came, and it was like I was wearing a nighty. Like, it, <laughs> it was so big. Like his shirt was massive. But the, and, and Arsenal don't actually allow you to exchange. You can't refund shirts. But there was actually an imperfection on the shirt. The Fly Emirates was like creased, like they'd like pressed the when they'd done the pressing of it, it had broken. But yeah, I was I was that thing right here. This this was right after I was this was right after I was in Orlando last year for the the Florida Cup that never happened with with Arsenal, and I'm at an amusement park in Orlando with my son, and we get off a roller coaster and it starts pouring, and so we're seeking cover in this restaurant, and I look at my phone, and I've got like the most excited text from tom canton with a picture of an imperfection on his shirt because it because it solved our problem it solved our problem (laughs) it probably was like a one in a million printing issue he's like look the shirt's messed up and i I didn't understand why that was a good thing and he's like no now we can return unbelievable so yes tomorrow uh i don't want to do massively loads of advertising for Cronky, uh although jared might want to um but uh you know i i am going to be buying that shirt tomorrow as soon as it is available to me i know that there have been a lot of people throughout the 
the world that have already got it because you know some stores stocked it very very early. I know Chris Moss in our Discord server has been constantly I, I was seeing, posting. I was seeing them the last few home games of the season over in London. Yeah. I, we, we saw, you know, yesterday at the at the big block party before the game here in Baltimore, there were a, a couple dozen people probably walking around. Who's going to look the coolest in that shirt? Aston. <laughs> well, okay, don't spoil the Aston spoiler, Mike. But um, oh, was that? Was I'm that talking. What of, yeah, no. Who's player wise? Who's going to oh, rock Aston? <laughs> Uh, Fabio Vieira, because you're not going to be able to really see like like it like as bad. I think I'm going to look awful in it because like black. I think not... Saliba has GQ in yeah, his future. I was going to say Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Ben White looks good ben in White. everything. It's just, I, I, I think Ben it's White quite... looks good in a potato sack. Yeah, for exactly. sure. <laughs> they say the yeah, two most intimidating colors for kits is white and black. Like the two, if you like Real Madrid, that's why they wear a white kit because it's, it's said to be quite and, and black kits as well. So you know, I think as a team lining up in the tunnel, it's going to be very. You know, I, I think it's, intimidating. It's a, I think, Tom, is that what yeah. you're saying? Like playing yeah. in the Europa League final, would you want to play in the <laughs> black kit like, or the red kit? I love it. Are we going to beat teams in the uh, in the in the entrance tunnel? Like, like we used yes. to. Yes, Kevin. I talk about that a lot. I mean, I used to put. Mm. I used to bet on the. I, I'm. I back in the day, me and my cousins, we were like, let's just bet because we're going to win. How? That's why we we get upset now because we won games before we even played them. They talked that's, David Dean, David Dean, and, and Arsene Wenger when they did their event in London back in November. They they, they talked about that exact thing yeah. and. And Dean told this story that then Colin Lewin comes out, who was sitting right in front of me, and Colin comes up to me and says, "I love David Dean, but that story is full, so full of shit about like about how it happened. <laughs> it, it was very specific details about something Patrick Vieira did or said, or that they all did, and like went down the line saying something. And 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 Colin's like, that never happened. <laughs> but <laughs> what was true about it is that they had t- in two thousand three, two thousand four, they had teams beat." You know, mm. well That's before the the, the 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 game even kicked off. I don't think the shirt had anything to do with that. But <laughs> I'd, I'd love to. You know what? Now. In, in we- the in the mid nineties, I had the opportunity because a friend of mine was um, one of the secretaries to Arsenal, and it was Arsenal Liverpool at Highbury, and I got to stand in the tunnel right at the very back, and it was tight. Like remember, it's like you know Goodison and you know Anfield, and mm. seriously. When you see footballers in reality, there are some that are so like, for example, even even at LAFC or LA Galaxy or or um, any game I've been to here, you know, covering teams from around the world, there are some players that are so intimidating and imposing. You're like, wow, dude, they are larger than life, you know. And we had most of the time in our team at many times throughout those years a few of those. And I remember the smell, you know, because there's that smell like with everything that happens before a game and players getting prepped and stuff like that. And mm. I was like, wow, they're, they're like warriors going out there. I was so blown away at that point um, in, in the 90s. And I've seen it again today. Like it's. And then the know, opposite of that. I was proper watching, athletes, man. The, yeah. the opposite of that, like eight years ago, I just remember watching a game that Liverpool was playing in, and I was texting the uh, Andy and a few other people about how uh, Jordan they had the camera just trained on Jordan Henderson for about a good sixty solid seconds, and he was just like, 
Like he was pimping himself. Like <laughs> I don't even know what he was doing, but I mean, it, it was so non-intimidating. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad player, but like, <laughs> goodness me. There are some anyway. players you also see where you're like, eh, really, you're yeah. a professional footballer. Uh, Yossi Benian, much? <laughs> oh, we I'm love you. I'm not going to name names. I'm oh, not going to name Yossi. names. We're going to be. I'm gonna, the, my Italian or not Italian. My Israeli. Uh, my new Israeli friend that I met last night. Uh, we're. I'm going to go on his podcast, and we're going to just spend an hour talking about, about Yossi. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. The, the, the most journeyman of journeyman <laughs> players. You know, the amount of clubs he's got on his Wikipedia oh. page is incredible. Um, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Um, do drop a like. There's been over you know 1,200 of you watching concurrently, which is mad. So Amazing. thank you so much. Thank you so much for the continued support. And of course, if you could show a lot of love to my fantastic panel this evening, my stateside guys uh, and gal, thank you so much uh, for joining. Uh, Sophie, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate no it. Tell people where they can find you and what you're going to be up to. And I love always being one of the guys, though. That's my fa- one of my favorite <laughs> things. Uh, we're back live tomorrow night. Highbury Squad returns for pre-season. Um, not with all our new bells and whistles. We're saving that for uh, August. Uh, but Kevin, Kevin, I, <laughs> Kevin, I will be back live tomorrow night. Uh, coming up on the show this week, we're going to have Charm City Gooners, eh? Uh, we're going to have Aston Mack, who's going to give us a debrief from the kit launch. A lot of stateside squad stuff Aston, going on this week. Aston has elevated to it a level that I can't He's gone. Yeah, I know. We're going to talk about that. It's crazy. <laughs> On, we also have Football Frenemies back for a new episode, Tom. Thank you. Um, I'm going there. I have Anthony Costa. Uh, some of you may know him. He's part of the band Blue. He's a Tottenham fan. So we're mm. going to go at it. Arsenal v Tottenham on Wednesday. And plenty more coming up too. And next week, we have a wrap-up special stateside squad with Tiffany Campo from Arsenal America. So you're not going to want to miss any of that. You go. You are not going to be bored this week. That is for sure. Make sure you're subscribed to the Highbury Squad. Uh, and speaking of making sure you're subscribed to YouTube channels, thank you, Mike, from the Gooners Pods, of course, and Gooners versus Cancer. Tell people where they can find you, as I've already done, but you can do it a little bit more. And what you're going to be up to? Well, I'm going to be in Orlando, <laughs> and we we're selling. as a prop. These cups are 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 go are just they're they're flying off the shelves. People, uh, we we raise a lot of money in Baltimore. We've got hundreds more cups for Orlando so when you're going to a bar where we're where we have a presence you'll 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 not be able to miss me I'll be the enormous guy in the uh in the Gooners versus Cancer shirt with cups and 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 all these various props you know you know the episode of Friends where Phoebe's been put in charge of cups and ice oh that's I love you, that episode <laughs> That's you. There's only one episode of Friends that I have ever needed or quoted. So, uh, uh, and, and Sophie knows exactly which it is with the two, four, six. But um, no, I'm I'm living so the dream good. right now. I mean, I, it, it, my son came to the Baltimore game yesterday, and he was like, "Dad, I had like nine people come up to me and say you're like Lil Mike or or Magic Jake or something like that." And I was like, I was like. I was like, are you, were you embarrassed by that or did you like it? He's like, no, I liked it. It was kind of cool. So, um, but no, it's, it, it's Magic again, Mike Jr. Without, without, without just being redundant and repetitive as I tend to do, these experiences are what really just kind of reminds me of why this fan base and this club is different than any other club in any other league at any other level in the universe. I mean, the family feeling and the social element of it you know and again i feel like i almost have to disclaim that by saying i'm not 
happy about not reaching certain goals footballistically and stuff, but I I can compartmentalize. And the scene in Baltimore was unbelievable. The amount of love, charity, enjoyment, and absolute support for Arsenal through thick and thin. And and, and Orlando is going to be probably a slightly longer and possibly larger version of that. And it's just it's it's amazing. So big props to all the people that Sophie's going to be having on the podcast because they are a huge part of that. Uh, big props to guys like Tom Sable in the chat, to uh, to everybody in the Orlando Gooners, Pam and and Cam and and uh, and Aston's a big part of it as well. So, uh, so hope to see any of you in Orlando. Please come up and say hi and um, and go to Gooners. <laughs> Look at Jared. Uh, Why has Jared got that as his? Because <laughs> he must be signed in through our uh, uh, Streamyard account somehow. But but. Go to uh, yeah. Go to Gunners Be Cancer on Twitter. Go to Gunners Be so Cancer good. on go to Gunners Be Cancer on Instagram, which which Jared so uh, helpfully uh, uh, does, and Gunners the Gunners Pod on Twitter. So sorry to make a, a nine minute goodbye, but there's a lot. No, it's fun. Always it's for a good and, and 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 Gunners Gunners Pod, the only the one podcast bringing you summer tour information. True that. He's gone. He's gone. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had that coming. I yeah, <laughs> it's bad oh enough God, he does. It's, it's bad enough his PR is on a different level. He's like like stealing my colleagues. <laughs> That's Unbelievable! Oh my God, uh, that um, was so awesome. Finally, Jared, thank you so much. Um, well, Chris, Chris Davison has just joined the Gunners podcast. <laughs> By the way, I have to say this to everyone: it's Chris Davison. There's no D in his name. It's just Chris Davison. Like, I said Davison. You said Davidson. That's no, I did not. I, did, I absolutely. I know Fair that, enough. and I didn't. No, I said Davidson. Okay. I'm not going to kick him out again. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just Jared, thank you for your time, my friend. Um, always appreciate and love having you back. And uh, a massive congratulations, of course, once again for the wedding. And I hope you had a brilliant honeymoon as well uh, with Owen. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, but thank you uh, for coming on the show, as always, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to be back. Great to catch up with all you guys. I know it's been a little bit. So hopefully we'll get it together a little more frequently over the summer and uh, going into next season. Indeed, indeed. Make sure you check out Jared on Twitter at JC underscore AFC. And of course, you'll find him on the Gooners pod with Mike. Uh, if, I mean, don't let that put you off, um, but do go and check it out. But <laughs> the Gooners pods, the hybrid squads and the Gooner talk. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, I'll be back tomorrow morning, bright and early in a 40 degree UK studio. Ridiculous. Um, but uh, I'll be there. But thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you on the show again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.